You are listening to Tomes of the Chaos Bard. Hello, Tomies! Welcome to Tomes of the Chaos Bard. I am DM Dave, and to my left we have... Henley! Boudreau? Lila Garatha. Roscoe. And Fenrir. Last time, the group finished off a battle with some rust monsters. Lila wandered off down a tunnel and found a light coming out of a tunnel wall. The group later caught up with Lila and investigated the light source. There they listened in on a goblin lieutenant, Dreet, and a drow captain, Nashley, discussing an agreement for an alliance. The two parties then separated after an, ag- an agreement was made. The group attempted to follow the goblins, but eventually decided to follow the map when the two paths separated. Now they have arrived at their destination, Cloth Dez hideout. Is this Cloth Dez as tough as they say? Does the group have the number advantage? Only time will tell as Henley continues to scout out the hideout. Da 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 da! <laughs> Thank you, Substitute DM Dave. We left off with Henley kind of surveying the room. And do you remember, Henley, what you saw in the room, or would you like me to kind of recap what you saw? Abby actually took notes. <clears throat> so, um, there were six armored people in there, with um, one that was hooded, dark, and robed. Um, there were two piles of hay, which we assume are the scarecrows, um, an elvish woman, which was Rochelle, a dwarf, Bellerin, a human, Mendrick, Natlin, and then there were two of Natlin's men, a dwarf and a human, and Natlin was being um, uh, taken care of by another human, which we can assume is Marlowe. And then there was Cloth Dez, who was looking all manly and scary and um, deathly paladin y in his armor. <laughs> deathly paladin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did I miss anything? Nope. So you're surveying this room, mm-hmm. and you actually t- hear a conversation. As you're looking into this room, this conversation is happening like almost five feet away from you. Okay. You don't see the people, but you can imagine that they are pretty much right on the other side of the entrance that you're looking into, the opening. Man, it's it's been a while since we've had a good fight like that. (sighs) Yeah. I gotta hand it to them. They knew how to fight. Yeah, just too bad they had it. We had to take them all out. We could have used some fighters like that. No joke. Since that bird demon thing attacked us up at Half Pine Woods, we've been hurt for some good fighters. Well, just have to be careful on what jobs we take from now on. Hey, do you think that shadow man can fix those scarecrows? Oh, gods, I hope not. Do you... Did you see what they did to those guys? Ugh. Why do you ask? I saw him waving that stick over there. What stick? That's that staff he took from that cleric. I've seen him wave it over the scarecrows. He takes the staff over to the scarecrows, stands over them, mumbling to himself, then plays with the staff, wanders back to the cleric, Then back to the Scarecrows. I wonder if he's trying to bring them back alive. This is why you can't trust those magic types. All freaks. You never know what they're going to do. I don't know why Cloth brought that guy along. We know nothing about him. Cloth would have never let a stranger join us like that. Hey, don't let him hear you say that. You'll wind up like the others. But I agree. Maybe the creep saved him, or they have a past. Who knows? I'm glad he's been distracted by that lady and her staff. I... I don't want him near me. I agree. Though I wouldn't mind having some magic items. 
Some of those would be pretty sweet. Ha! You and me both. And they start talking about, like, what kind of magic items they would have and start going into, like, a little banter between the two. Henley, what would you like to do? Um, what... I'm assuming that I still see those two guards sort of by the door or the entrance there, or do I not see them? So or do I need to roll a perception check? Sorry. So you see, you have seen, as you stated, that there are six kind of armored men kind of lounging around. There are two on that far entrance where you knew was the main entrance where the scarecrows were, you didn't realize that there were two right next to you. So that would make a total of eight armored people all together. Then you see um, the magic guy they were just talking about. The one guy called him a shadow man. Yeah. Um, Then you saw Rochelle. As you mentioned, you saw the two guy, two men of Natlins. You saw Natlin, Marlowe, Bellerin, Mendrick, and cloth dads. So that's who you see. And in this room, there's also different clusters of rocks and large stones in here as well, kind of spread out through this area. This room is give or take about 70 feet wide and 100 feet long is how large this room. room is. Yeah. And it's pretty well lit in this room as well. They have fires stationed and torches in this room as well. Okay. Um, is there anything helpful in the terrain that could give us advantage in for a battle? Like rocks? Or- as I mentioned, there are big rocks and stone structures in this around here, yes. Okay. Okay, I am going to head back. I will mental on the ring ring. Um... Ring, ring. Um, say, I'm on my way back. I have lots of information. And I'll... Do you want me to roll to sneak back? Oh, uh, yeah. Go ahead and give me a roll. Fifteen plus seven. Yeah, perfect. You're fine. You make it back. You failed. You tripped over the ninja rogue sitting above you. (laughs) Wait, wait, they were above her and she still hit them? (laughs) What? Here comes Leggy. (laughs) (laughs) It's all your fault. Leggy's after me. Boudreaux's gonna kill us all. (laughs) Okay, yeah, you're all back together. Go ahead. Okay. Um, So, there's a... Natlin was captured. That's the first thing. She only has two men left that are survived that I can see in there. Um, but the, um, the, the scarecrows are now piles of hay, so I think they did their job. Um, but the hooded, scary, dark, el- um, robed guy is trying to bring them back, I think. At least that's what they were talking about. But um, there's eight armored men in there. And then there's our um, our friends, Rochelle, Bellerin, and not friend Mendrick. And then there's Natlin, and she's being nursed by, I think, Marlowe? And, um, and then Cloth Des. His um, full plate armor, very big and very paladin-y. There's good terrain in there. There's some rocks that we can use for cover. And um, it's a big room. So there's plenty of room to move around. Um, Yeah. Oh, and the 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 rope guy with the magic um, is using his staff, and he keeps talking to Michelle. Rich, Rochelle, excuse me. Um, yeah. Huh. I think the big scary robe man needs to be a priority target. 
because if he brings those scarecrows back, we're... Yeah, they took out all of Natlin's men. Yeah, so, so he needs to be a target, a priority target. Um, Cloth, Dez, obviously needs to be a priority target. And then rescuing people. I mean, if we can get them free and they're in shape to maybe help, that would be great. If not... They didn't look like they were going they to be like able to pretty, help pretty at all. No. Come. I think that maybe... Sorry, wrong character. <clears throat> well, I I think that maybe we should, um, or at least one of us, a couple of us, maybe should focus on getting the the people out of there so that way they're not collateral damage or can be used against us and then we can kind of focus more specifically on the targets um, as you like to call them at this point the the bad guys, the people and, and we don't have to worry about that we can send them down the mountain if need be by I themselves I can probably get over there pretty quickly and I can shoot from far so I could potentially do that. Hurley speaks up. And isn't that Fenrir's job for Marlowe? Yes. Or does that not matter since Natlin's there? Uh, that's a good question. But I better go check on them. Yeah, I think we still need to try and keep them alive. Even though she's barely alive. Um, Henley, those, you, you said there were a couple guards right inside that, the entryway there? Yeah. What are the odds you think we could get them out of the entryway without drawing attention into the tunnel? Um, we'd have to be really quiet. But they were, um, pretty big. I don't think we could, to be honest. You don't think we could draw them into the, the tunnel here? So we I think we'd draw them all into draw them the all ton- in tunnel. And that would mean we wouldn't have eyes on our um, rescuees. Right, yeah. That's fair. Um, I think I'm going to go... I'm going to make a break straight for Cloth Des, I think. And I'm going to try and kind of go toe-to-toe with him and distract him and maybe try and draw some attention a little bit so you guys can all sneak in and kind of get things going that way. I don't know. I don't know about you, but um, (laughs) if he's a paladin, you've heard what paladins do? You're asking for a death wish over here because you're going to get one. I don't think you should take him on alone. You need... um, Fenrir right as backup. And I'd be more worried about that magic man, that sorcerer over there, whatever he is, rather than the paladin, because who knows what else he's got up his sleeve. So if you're going to do that, somebody needs to focus on the magic user, because the last time that we didn't focus on a magic user, we got our butts handed to us. Just throwing it out there. What are our resources? We all have some sort of spells and abilities that have come as we've known each other. I got a hammer. And electricity. (laughs) With a rope on it. (laughs) I'm electrifying. (laughs) I think we should send Keth and Herla over to our rescuees to protect them. Okay. And then... Uh. Um, or get them out at least so that they're safe. Uh, I think, I think her would probably do more good with trying to take some people out as long as she can, you know, avoid Roscoe in the mix, then probably to stay out of my way. (laughs) You know what? I like you more of a day. Um, I I really think that she would probably do more good over there. Maybe we should have Boudreaux try and get the people out as we distract otherwise. I think we need him to be healing. If Roscoe thinks he's going to go toe-to-toe with Cloth Des. That doesn't mean he can't come back. If But if he goes over there and he starts to like untie or whatever while we distract. But that means he's going to have to make him all the way over through all the bad guys. Well, that's why he goes in last and we just distract. 
So we're the main focus. He sneaks around as long as he can. Sugar, do you think you can keep your head on you long enough to get that? I know the caves and stuff have kind of been bothering you lately. He's also not very quiet. Well, neither am I. What's your point? If we're making enough noise, though. Plus, if he's able to heal Natlin and his her two men, they could help out, too. That's a good point. Oh, that's what you want me to do? I'm okay. just throwing options out there. Well, and then maybe, like, help get, like, Rochelle and things like that out a little bit. No, yeah, I'd like to get Rochelle, yeah, yeah. And then once you know that they're safe, you can come back and kind of check and see what's going on with the rest of us. Yeah. I think healing Natlin and her men is a good idea. The more we spread uh, Cloth Dez's men around, the less they'll be able to gang up on us. Right. Fenrir, what are you thinking? What is Fenrir thinking or what I'm Zeb thinking? Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what I'm trying to distinguish right now. Because Zeb just wants to go in and cast Shatter and just going guns and blazing. But Fenrir would not do that. <laughs> that sounds like so much fun. <laughs> um, that would be I think we, I would agree we need to divide and conquer um, into teams. So I would say, Roscoe, if you want to go with, want to go with Keth and Hurla and go get Cloth Dez. Well, we have Thorn and Lila and myself go to the Scarecrow. You mean the... the, the um... Or to the Magic Man. Mm-hmm. And then... I can provide cover fire from anywhere. And they can provide cover fire and Boudreaux, you stay with Herla, Keth, and Thorn and heal them. But what about the people we need to get out if there's you said there's no scarecrows that you see right and he was just trying to bring them back there were two piles of hay <coughs> okay so if they're the, not the light source the imagine the exit entrance the other side of the cave yeah so if there's no scarecrows over there and they're all being distracted wouldn't it be easier just to say okay i'm gonna untie you i'm gonna get you out of here send them down the hill and then have him come back when they've got that done and then he can go back to wherever he needs to go to heal I don't know that's what I think that way they, they're not collateral damage we don't have to worry about them getting in the way of things He, we have three potential allies over there that might be able to do something that's where I would start is with those three Boudreaux start with uh Natlin and her guys and get them up and running and then we'll move on to the um, rest of them that are tied up. Yeah. We yeah. need to get the ones that could potentially help us freed first. Yeah, more more to help. Yeah. But we need to make sure that they're actually going to help us and not just as long as as, lo- as long as we can keep. Mar- I mean, I sure that they want to get out. I don't think they want to stay there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well. As long as you think you can get back, because I know some of us are actually going to need healing by the time that that's done. Then I think that's a good plan. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Okay. So if I understand the plan, (laughs) there is going to be Roscoe, Keth, and Herla going after Clothdez, right? Is that what I understood? Yes. Then there's... Fenrir, Lila, and Thorin that were going after the magic guy? Yes. Henley's doing support. Cover fire. fire. And Boudreaux's just going to go. To the people. Release people. Yeah. Specifically the warriors. Going after the warriors first. The fighters, whatever they are. Okay. Just wanted to make sure that was the plan. Zeb, I want you to know, though, because it's Lila in charge, if something happens to Boudreaux, <laughs> I'm not staying there. <laughs> but I, I'm pretty sure his character would know that. Um, what about the guys at the front? 
we take him out first. That's the only way we get in there. Um, our two heaviest hitters, uh, Roscoe and, or sorry, Thorin hits really hard, and Keth could take out the two in the front. I don't know. Yeah, so let's let's do that. Let's have each of them take on one of those two guards. Me and Herla will start making our way over to Clothes. When Keth is done, he can join us. And then um, Garatha, sorry, Lila and Fenrir can head over to the Magic Man. When Thorin's done, he can join up there. Because if we all walk in that door and start beating up on those two guys right away, then everyone's going to compile on us right there. But if we can kind of... Push our way through. Push our way through. That might not be a bad idea to have to funnel them in. I mean, if they're coming at us to funnel them into Keth and Thorin and just... But then they can use the refugees or... That's true. That's true. That's right. We've got to kind of blitz it so they don't hold those refugees and stuff against us. I like this plan. Let's do that. Okay. So Keth and Thorin attack the two guys by the door. They're each going to take a guard at the door. Team A will go to Clothes. Team B will go to Magic Man. Team Henley Team Henley Henley will just start shooting people. (laughs) And Team Boudreaux will rescue people. (laughs) You're not my Team Boudreaux. (laughs) You guys get a surprise round and initiative since you guys are doing this. Does Thorin have a different weapon besides his, like, half-eaten maul? Not maul. Great axe. Whatever it is. No. So (laughs) I'm going to take... And I'm going to pull him aside for a minute and I'm going to say... Now, before we do this, I'm giving you the option. Not that I love this option, but I'm giving you the option. I have both my great axe and a maul. If you'd rather have one of those because yours got a little hurt until you can get it fixed. It's all, it would be on loan, but you can use one if you want. I think I'm just used to this one that I think, I don't know. If it's, if it's going to go down, I might as well have it go down in my hands than on the floor, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. But uh, if, if if I need one in the middle of the battle, I know who to come find. Yeah. <laughs> Just yell at me and I'll get to you. I'll yell, hammer! <laughs> and you bring it to me. Or I bring, I go get it. We'll, I, we'll meet in know. the middle somewhere, yeah. Okay, you toss it, and then I'll grab it. Sounds great, right. sounds great. Or All so, right. something. Or maybe you could get Boudreaux to grab it from you and bring it to me. Or we'll we'll figure it out if you need it when the time comes. How about that? We'll work it out. That makes sense. All right. We'll see where everybody's at. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Are we ready to execute this plan? Real fast. Real fast. What is the AC of Kath? You don't know. Okay. Just answer this. Less than 16. Yes. Okay. Spell time. Bark skin. So you touch a willing creature until the spell ends. The target's skin has a rough-like bark appearance, and the target's AC can't be less than 16, regardless of what kind of armor he's wearing. So he doesn't have any armor, right? No. But he... So he... It has to be 16. That's what I would assume, so that's That's how I would kind of read it. It can't be any less than than 16, 16. so 16 would be its minimum. Okay. Is there a special magic word for this? Mm. The Bazinga. Last one was bacon. Like, like bow wow woof woof. <laughs> Ow. Hmm. He just sneezes. <laughs> and then yeah, and then his skin gets covered in. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, gross. It's not bark it skin, it's up. not skin. It's not skin. <laughs> it's a swamp version. <laughs> and it hardens. Come here, I need a sneeze on you. <laughs> You just know. Here's what happens. You know the little film from the top of your holy water. You just take that and you like go like this and you go and blow it on him and it just like becomes that. (laughs) No, no, it's one of your seasoning jars. Oh, you pull out your seasoning (laughs) jar and you put a little bit in your hand. Some cinnamon bark. Some cinnamon bark. (laughs) There you go. Pour the cinnamon in your hand. Go. (laughs) (laughs) He also smells delicious. (laughs) (laughs) I like that so much better. Okay, okay, it's okay. less disgusting. Yeah. His fire sense is tingling. Something <laughs> has been seasoned. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll do Stumpy's that. Stumpy's 
foot tingles. <laughs> the foot he doesn't have. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> okay, 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 yeah. So I Keth. go up to Keth mm-hmm. and Hey Keth! Mm-hmm. Don't die this time, okay? Like be careful. Yeah? He nods. So I'm going to make you harder to hit. And uh, no, no, no. I gonna make your skin hard so when it get hit. You don't hurt so bad, yeah? He kind of raises an eyebrow. And they will come over and, and goes, translate. Watch this. Watch this. And yeah, he does. He takes cinnamon. He opens up a jar. And then he like takes a cinnamon stick out and then like crushes it in his hand. And then like just grabs and then puts in two in both of his palms and then just rubs it up his arms. <laughs> Like all creepy, like <laughs> it's not meant to be creepy, but does I'm he sure make, it is. Does he keep eye contact the entire time? <laughs> yes. And he like, and does that, and he goes, "Okay, how do you feel?" And he like questioningly looks, but then he like starts feeling his arms, and he can start feeling that kind of hardness to it. Yeah. And he like punches himself. <laughs> yeah. And he's yeah, that's just right. Like, <laughs> And he just gives you like a satisfactory nod and smile, like, mm. <laughs> yeah. Like Yoda. So, <laughs> no, no dying. Okay. Okay. You, this help, but like, if I lose my mind a little bit, then it's it gonna go away. But don't worry, it's okay. He just puts his hand on your shoulder and gives you a nod. Oh, also, listeners. Uh, we had a discussion, and we decided to modify the chaos point system here. So everything still works the same. The only difference is that a chaos point is now a D4 instead one of one point. Any questions? <laughs> Audience, do you have any questions? Just raise your hand. Nope, I didn't <laughs> see any They'll hear examples. <laughs> You'll hear examples. It'll become clear as we go. Everything else works the same. They can use it on... Attack rolls, saving rolls, does not work for damage, does not work for initiative rolls. Yeah. Dinner rolls. Dinner rolls. Dang it, though, they're has to be melted a little bit first. Yeah. But they're just a D4 instead of just a 1 plus 1 or a plus 2 if somebody gives them 1. So the players have an opportunity to get a a 4 advantage or even possibly an 8 if they roll two D4s and roll a four on each of those. Just a little fun little chaos thing to stress me out even more. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah, when do we earn those, by the way? Because I only have one. <laughs> How do we earn those? I will give then? everybody one right now. Woo! Because it's been a while since I've given anybody any. So everybody gets one chaos point right now. Do we feel like a little bit of ash or like set kind of like burning a little bit in our skin a little bit? Somebody sneezed on us. (laughs) Sorry. Welcome to Tomes of the Chaos Bard mid-show break. I'm your host, Rupert Bumpkin, from the Rocky Talkie Gnome Radio Network. First item of business is the five-star reviews. Remember that Solemn will give you a shout-out and read your review on Solemn's column. Then he will review your review. It's great fun. Second is the Ko-Fi. This is our Patreon merchandise store. You can purchase keychains, coloring pages, and MP3s of our song. You can also commission to feed the cast or write a letter to Dear Boudreaux. If you are interested in becoming a patron, there are three tiers, each with varying rewards, including a full post show, DM Dave's deep dives, and coloring activity book with exclusive art. Go to ko-fi.com slash tomes of the chaos bard. That is ko-fi, K-O-F-I.com forward slash Tomes of the Chaos Bard, and help us grow. And last but not least, the biggest way you can help us is share us with your friends and family. That is all, folks. Back to the show. Keth heads in first, and he goes to the guy on the right, and he just nails him. Well, he's got to roll first. And unfortunately, he misses, but he gets that guy to back away from the entrance. Does he get advantage for a surprise attack? Yes. <laughs> or pack tactics? I, or pack tactics. 
I hesitate on that because he wasn't able to line up a shot because he couldn't see the guy. So I hesitate on giving him an, an advantage right. for that. But I won't give him disadvantage for not being able to see his enemy. Keth actually gets two attacks. Right. And that one does hit. It does hit, but it doesn't hit very hard on him. But he's successfully got that guy kind of bore out of the entranceway. Kind of has his body between the... He's got him backed up a little bit. So now Keth is between the entrance and the bad guy. Essentially meaning the bad guy can't attack us while we come through the door. Correct. Thorn comes in. Unfortunately, he misses his first attack. Oh, but he does hit his second attack without any modifiers. And he gets a good hit on this guy. And you hear a oof from that guy. But he's done the same thing as Keth, kind of getting him away from the entrance. We'll say that the, both their first attacks were to get them to jump away from the entrance, <laughs> kind of hitting the wall, goo goo, get them away, then they attack. Restrain I like that, them. I bet. I like, like that. Like just pushing them. <laughs> it, was, it was on purpose. <laughs> okay, now it's Team Roscoe. Roscoe and Hurla heading inside. So I'm going to just travel la basically. About 25, about 25 feet in the door so that I had a, a lineup on uh, Mr. Clothes. Um, and then I'm going to use my bow. Okay. And I'm going to shoot him. And if it contacts, then I'm going to use my banishing arrow. Okay. So Clothes is about 60 feet away from the entrance, probably more to the left side of this thing. He's probably the... Besides the two there, he's probably the closest to where you guys are at. So yeah, you line up a shot, and he's over by Bellerin and Mendrick, who are against that far wall. And just to ensure that I made contact, I did use one of my chaos points. Okay. So that brings me to an unnatural 20. That hits. Okay. And so now he's got to roll, and he's got to do a DC uh, 12. For it was... Wisdom? Saving throw. Or a charisma saving throw. Charisma. Oh, no. Mm. <laughs> he vanishes. What? He must have rolled bad. He rolled low. He rolled low. <laughs> I was like, paladins are great at charisma. He rolled low. So that's nine damage. Epic battle music. Insert here. <laughs> said nine damage correct and then can i use my bonus action to move again no okay you have remember. to use your action that's right i couldn't remember okay if only you were a rogue <laughs> okay so hurler runs up <coughs> and seeing that cloth is gone she's gonna turn around and shoot at keth's guy so she's pretty much right behind you, Roscoe, because she moves the same kind of distance you can. So it's kind of handy that it's both of you together. Should have sent the tall people in first. <laughs> They're going to block the path. <laughs> with my rolls today. Switch uh-huh. dice for us, jeez. Unless she's shooting at Roscoe. Well, fortunately, Roscoe's in front of her, and she's shooting behind. <laughs> but Keth might be in the line of fire. <laughs> but her first set of crossbows, one of them hits. Ooh, both of those do hit. Oh, below damage. Okay, and those ones hit Keth's person. So now he has three bolts sticking out of his armor. And all these guys, they're wearing a mix between uh, kind of chainmail and splint armor. Just so you know, they're all kind of metal armor. Okay, now we are up to <laughs> Team Scarecrow. Benny's over here, got a little grin on his face. <laughs> Team Scarecrow, you're up. 
Oh, that's me. Yeah, I did. Um, I'm going to cast Mirror Image before I use my movement speed. All right, can you remind us what Mirror um, Image does? So, spell time. So, three illusory duplicates of myself appear in my space. Until the spell ends, the duplicates move with you and mimic my actions. Shifting positions so it's impossible to track which image is real. I can use my action to, dis- to dismiss them if I please. Each time a creature targets you with an attack during the spell's duration, I get to roll a d20 to determine whether the attack instead hits whether the attack instead targets one of my duplicates. If I have three duplicates, I have to roll a six or higher to change the attack's target. If it's two duplicates, it's eight. If it's one duplicate, it is 11. Okay, and you have to roll higher than that number to hit a mirror image one. Correct. If it rolls lower, it hits you. Yep. Okay. Good to know. Okay, so you are running inside. And then as I pass by Thorin, I want to use... Actually, I'm going to hold that. I'm just going to move in and to... Let's see it. So you can move 35 feet inward. So you'll get about 10 feet ahead of Roscoe. And listeners, if you you hear us making some kind of different... uh, talking than we normally do it's because we're using a map because this was this is going to be way too complicated to try and keep in our little imaginary heads but we will try our best to be vocal about what we're doing yes so i'm gonna move about 20 feet straight ahead and then five feet to my left yeah you don't have to be that detailed (laughs) (laughs) there's a rock in front of me (laughs) yeah so there is that boulder that you're right behind okay Lila. Um, there's not gonna be. There's not anybody that's super close, right? That I can. Like if you try wanted, and hit on the way in. You'd have to deviate off course to get to Thorn's guy or Cat's guy. Okay. As much as I really want to do that because I want less people, I don't think that I'm going to because I'm more worried. About no, no. <laughs> For um, so I, I want to get to the magic user as fast as possible, but I also want to make sure that we can get Boudreaux in in a clear um, shot, and he's not going to have to hurt anybody or get hurt by anybody in mm-hmm. the meantime. Um. So how far would I have to deviate to hit one of the people that could potentially be in Boudreaux's way? So you got 25 feet of movement, right? Uh-huh. It would take you your full 25 movement to get to Thorin, who would be kind of where Boudreaux's path would be. Okay, then I... But you're still moving in the right direction. You're still moving inward. But you could use your action. I just to want dash. to dash. Yeah, okay, I'm just going to dash you fifty um, up to the magic user. Then looks great. So before I actually enter the cave, though, like I want to turn to Boudreaux and I just want to whisper, "Be safe." And I then love I'm going to leap. Um, no, I'm just going to whisper, "Be safe," and then I'm going to head in and dash. Okay. So you're able to dash in. You pass Fenrir, and you actually find yourself behind a little smaller. A smaller rock inside, almost to the middle of the area. Okay. From your vantage point, though, you can see behind the big rock that Fenrir's at that there's a short sword guy hearing the commotion. You see him start getting ready for battle and kind of up towards the top of the cave, about 10 feet away from him, 10, 15 feet away from him. There's two more guys, and 10 feet away from them is another guy. And then you see two more, even further back, near and like the these main are just entrance. Armed men. These are just armed men. Okay. Correct. Um, is there any way that I can just like, like a free action where I can try and just let Funny know that there's one right on the other side of the boulder? You can yell out. Yes, that's fine. Okay. Just keep it short, of course. 
You say, I spy with my little eye a sword man behind a rock. <laughs> Someone with a pointy metal sword. <laughs> okay, guys. Kay. I may be a barbarian, but I'm... <laughs> She's uh, articulate. Short, <laughs> short sword number one behind the rock. Yeah, so you're able to warn him that there's a guy behind the rock. Oh, that's on my bingo chart. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Henley. Okay, I. How much vantage point would I be able to get if I stood on the boulder that's like 15 feet in? That one is. You'd be about five feet in the air. If you stood on that rock. Okay, can I see over the larger boulders in the room? The larger boulders, not from where you're standing, no. Okay. Or not, you know, if you went and stood on that rock, that rock that's kind of ahead to the left is probably about, as you can tell, it's like a 20 foot by 20 foot rock, and it's probably about 10 feet high. So I want to get to that rock. Um, okay, so I want to move to get on that boulder, the big, the one that's central in the room, that's yeah, 10 feet high. Yeah, and it's pretty much right by Lila, just 10 feet to the right. Mm-hmm. So I want to get as close to that boulder as I can and still have a view of an enemy so I can shoot them. So with your movement, you wouldn't be able to get there yet. I understand. Okay. I oh, want to... But she could pass through my square, because I'm a halfling. Correct. Because yeah. halflings can share spaces. So are we counting this? Yes. 5, 10, 15, 20. What's your movement? 30, 35? 30. 30. 30. 25, 30. Okay. And is there an enemy in... You could shoot back at thorns. All right. I'll shoot back at the... Th- Thorn's enemy. Okay, go ahead. Are you going to tell Roscoe to duck or something? She can shoot over. I'm literally to her waist. (laughs) I I just think it would be funny. Shoot over (laughs) him. I just think it would be funny. Roscoe, duck. We're all paranoid about him being shot now. (laughs) And then Boudreaux goes, where? (laughs) (laughs) You're just entering a whoop. Does a 17 hit? 17 hits. Okay. I believe it's just a D4. It's not. <laughs> but it is now. Thanks. <laughs> it's only one damage plus four, so it's five. Five damage. <laughs> you you said something and you jinxed my dice. Rude. <laughs> Abby, if at any point in time you need them, the duck dies. Okay, Boudreaux. Okay. It is now your turn. <laughs> Lucky duckies. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. So as you step into the doorway, you can, as you glance around, you can see where your goal is. Your goal is Natlin and her guys. Yes. It's pretty much almost, ooh, a good, almost 70 feet away from you right now. Yeah. Pretty direct path, though. Pretty direct path. It's yeah. pretty clean. Clean. Clean path. Mm-hmm. Yes, and for Boudreaux's feet, he must have clean paths. Um, so <laughs> I'm the rest of it is dirty, but he has to have clean paths. Yes, clean paths, dirty feet. Um, <laughs> that's how he lives. Okay, so um, he's just gonna dash. Okay, so, so 50, 50 feet. 50 feet. So pretty much right next to Lila. No, what did you tell me in the hall? <laughs> I had to ask. And so now, so I we... guess we get a roll for initiative. We just start fight, with Fabby. Fight, 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 fight. We fight, usually fight, do. Fight, Here fight, we go. Fight, I'm got this. A three. A one. Yeah. <laughs> we get to fight ooh, again. Okay, you guys are up again. So we'd right now we have the initiative order is Keth. Thorin, Roscoe, with Herla following behind, Henley, Boudreaux, then Lila, and then Fenrir. So let's go with uh, Keth here, going with his two hits. One of them misses, but the other one is a natural chante. Wow. Roll high on them. It's that cinnamon, 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 cinnamon. It is 
good rolls. I love that, you know, orcs are normally green. He probably looks all red. <laughs> Cinnamon red. No, 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 no. no. Cinnamon, <laughs> cinnamon's brown, Abby. It's kind of like a ruddy it's brown It's a ruddy color. brown. It's still You guys are brown. thinking of artificial crap, man. This is like real bark, man. No, okay, but if bark. you put it next to like like an oak tree or something, it still looks red, red tinged. Sure, sure. Your imaginations may fly. Okay. Keth gets a good hit on him, pinning him against the pinning his guy against the wall with his hammer as he does that critical damage. Thorin, he is going to rage. Yes! And you guys start seeing, well, those close by getting that electric feeling like you did with the troll. Feel some tingles. Feel the tingles. And his two hits are both hits. Woo! Yes! Okay, but he, with both his hits, he gets a good one on him as well. Lots of damage. Do you look like he's hurting pretty decent? Both of them look like they're hurting pretty decent. They're crying for mama yet? No. Okay, Roscoe. <laughs> Neither of them moved, right? No. No, still. They won't move until those two are gone. Okay, so because I'm a little short person and I have little midget legs. I can only move 25 feet, which is not to the destination that I need. So I have to use my freaking dash for five feet of extra movement. (laughs) (laughs) Then I'm going to use my bonus action to switch to my glaive. Okay, that's fine. Perfect. Because we've discussed that in the past. And Herla is going to move, but she's going to only move 25 feet. And that puts her... Ready in action. She is actually going to turn and shoot at Thorns. Guy. That first barrage misses. She's trying really hard not to hit somebody else. Yeah, she... She misses all of hers. I think it's just the quick action of like, Ah, I'm going to shoot you! No, she's going to blame the fact that she's had to change her crossbow so many times. It's not the adjusting and The adjusting... <laughs> Should okay. just go Henley. with a long bow. <laughs> I am going. So there is a rock ten feet in front of me, a boulder, and it's ten feet high. So I am going to. And climbing is considered difficult ter- terrain. So you can move that ten feet to get to the boulder. Uh-huh. Then it's going to pretty much take the rest of, of my movement, movement to get, to get up get there to the top. Yeah, exactly. Up to the top of the boulder. Yes. Yes. That's what I'm I want. Just letting you know. But you wouldn't be able to see that guy on the other side yet. Uh, okay. Um, what enemies can I see? Can I see Keth's or Thorn's enemy? You can see Keth's enemy. You can see Thorn's enemy. And about 20 feet in front of you, you uh, can see it, some other enemies, about three of them within that 30-foot feet of you. Okay, do any of them, do I see if they have any ranged weapons on them? They all seem to have melee weapons. Just melee. Okay, well, I'm going to shoot the first one then. Okay. Um, that I see. Take your shot. Um, that's 16 plus 7. Plus 7? That's a miss. That's a hit. <laughs> I was like, uh-uh. <laughs> Clothed as hit, didn't he? <laughs> that wasn't him. Ah! <laughs> Ooh, and that is seven plus... Um, He's disappeared right now. He's poofed. That's 11 damage altogether. 11 damage. And I'll use my bonus action to make that a planar warrior shot. So he'll take another d8 of damage. Five. And it's all force damage. So total of... 16 damage. 16 damage. Thank you. Okay. Boudreau. I dash. Dash, and you get right next to Nat. Pretty close, right? 50. So then, um, that's all of my action. I don't have a bonus action. But I do want to talk to her. Um, just real fast. What... 
Who, who need heal first? And the guy next to her, because Marlo is there, and he's fully conscious and everything. He's looking around. He sees you come up, and he is just, you can see f- just fear oh. in his in his face. Oh. Just so you know. Oh. Okay. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably dressed in really fancy Oh, he's robes. very fine. Oh, fine he's not clothes. one of her men. No, Marlo is the bad is the guy not, who no. is oh. trying to take the Marlo is the guy Natlin's company. working for. Back remember. And Marlo oh. was there cleaning her up. He's Mendrick's rival. D- thanks for reminding the listeners. I'm sure they needed to know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Marlo, you guys remember Marlo? It's been a hot minute. Was it I didn't need He's a the cause for all of this. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so I ask her, who need heal first? And then Marlo freaks out. She's like, heal my men first. Aw, I like her. <laughs> Real fast, how are they tied up? Hands behind their back, feet tied. With okay. rope or metal? Rope. Okay. Lila. Okay, I am going to move around the rock and go towards the guy that we saw on, or that I saw on the other side of Fenny's rock to try and distract him so that way Fenny can get as far as he can and I want to try and hit him with my maul that I have. Ooh, um, the maul. Yeah, I know. I've never used it before. I just usually use the maul. The bottom. The great axe. The bears. Is that 22 to hit? That's a hit. Woo! Thirteen damage for that one, and then I'm just gonna yell to Fenny that he needs to get his tail out of there. Get moving! No, I'm gonna say it just like that because I'm like, get your tail out of here, Fenny. <laughs> okay, Fenny, it is your turn. So Fender is gonna move kind of forward and off to his left about thirty-five feet. He's going to move past Lila. He sees Marlo off to his left. And then just in front of him, he sees the magic guy and the two scarecrows. And as he sees the magic guy, he's going to cast Shatter. So Shatter has a 60-foot range, and the magic guy is roughly 45, 50 feet in front of him. It says, a sudden loud ringing noise, painfully intense, erupts from a point of your choice within range. So it's going to erupt right in front of the magic guy. Okay. So it's in a 10-foot radius. So if I did my math right, it should hit, and I might regret this, the scarecrow, the magic guy, the square next to Rochelle, and the guy in front. So yeah, if you'd, you would know how to position it to keep it away from Rochelle. Okay. So he's going to position it to keep it away from Michelle. it's a sphere type idea, right? Yes. It's a sphere. Okay. Okay. What and is, they need to roll or They need roll? to roll a constitution saving throw of 15. 15, huh? He rolled an 18. Ooh. He takes eight damage. So that's halved. Halved damage. Okay, now it is the bad guy's turn. <sighs> and we'll go ahead and start off kind of the same order-ish. So we'll start with the guys that Keth and Thorin are attacking. We'll go with Keth guys first. Looks like... And his Keth's armor class is now 16, correct? Mm-hmm. Because of... Of Bart, which means only one of them hit. Four. For one damage. What hits him? It just gets off. It hits him and gives him three health. (laughs) What? It hits him and gives him three health. (laughs) (laughs) Boost the health. Just a gentle correction. He suddenly becomes an Azamar and all his hits just heal. Okay, gets a good hit on him, though, with that hit. Then it's Thorin's guy, which Thorin is raging, so he gets resistance on any bludgeoning attack he gets. Bludgeoning, piercing, and four. 
first. Which is nice because both of them hit and one of them's a natural 20. Thorn don't die. And, the, and that guy has a morning star, so that does a little more damage too. But luckily that's halved. Okay. Then we'll just move up on the map here and we'll go to Lila here. That short sword guy that you attacked, he's gonna attack you. I'm nervous, guys. I'm always nervous when I get hit. I'm pretty sure that first one misses. Well, I don't know, what was it? It's a nine. Oh yeah, it misses. <laughs> but the next one is a 24. Yeah, that one hits. But just barely. What was that? So, but just barely. Just barely. No. That's seven damage. Okay. Then his buddy behind him sees, saw you, the one that Hanley shot at and hit. He didn't like that very much, but he sees that there's somebody on the ground, and he's going to head over to Lila, and he gets advantage on his attacks because he is flanking. Sixteen for that first hit. Miss it. Natural twenty on that one. No. Oh, poor damage. And that's ten for that. Then, Mr. Mace. Mr. Mace was my father's name. <laughs> <laughs> also sees the commotion, and he's going to come right up on Lila as well. I thought we agreed. <laughs> there would be no killing. <laughs> yeah, my daughter sent you a video that said, don't kill mom and dad today. <laughs> Why do you think I'm pinpointing you? <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy seeing children cry. Oh, I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. That hurt my feelings. <laughs> you hurt your own feelings? It hurt my own feelings. Okay, advantage for him as well. 17. That's the match. Ooh, dice off. Okay. Wait, which one do we use? D -d dice off. The D20. Check. Rolled an 8. I rolled a 12. Ah, okay. Yes! <laughs> so the first attack misses. Ooh, but that one's a 19. Okay, that one hits. Okay. Okay, that's only 4 damage. Okay. And the rest of these guys are pretty much going to start coming down towards you. They really can't reach you. Well, actually, ooh, he can use 30 to get to Fenrir. Bring it on. Okay, yeah, he's going to attack Fenrir. Fenrir does not like being attacked. But... What? What's so funny? Oh, I just got the joke. And it was meant as a joke. <laughs> you just got it. Oh, slow. So his first attack is a 21. That is a hit. Okay. And he's bashing you with his shield. And as he bashes me with his shield, one of the three illusions disappears. Okay. So it has no effect. So you did that. He's a little confused, but he's going to take a swing again. That's okay. right. I forgot about mirror image. And a different image. Just trying to find him. He's going to take a swing at you with his short sword, by the way. Okay. Which is a 17. That is a hit. Okay. And another duplicate disappears. Nice. Okay. He is way confused about, about <laughs> that. Then you have these two other guys. Trixie, Trixie bar. They can just stay there and guard the door. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, they just stay just there. Just sitting there like, what is going on? They're going to come up forward, and they're going to dash their, their, their 60 feet. Uh, can I, because I don't have anyone directly in front of me at the moment, be kind of observing what's happening so I can maybe call shots on my next round? Yeah, that's fine. Now, the last guy, Mr. Magic Guy, 
he's hooded. He's carrying this staff, this gnarled staff. And he, you can't see his face, but underneath, underneath his uh, hood, you can see kind of these like golden orange eyes staring back at you, okay? The hood on his head kind of makes it, makes it look like his head's a little bigger than it should be because of the hood over his head. It doesn't look like a normal like humanoid creature would have over his head. It's looking a little larger. Okay. And he reaches out this kind of pale skin looking hand. And you hear a familiar sound as Shattered is cast <laughs> back at you. <laughs> so, roll me. <laughs> How dare you use a same spell? Roll me a con save, please. Unnatural 20. Okay, so you take half damage. I can't use my own spell against me. <laughs> Who taught you that? I thought I was the only one that... <laughs> did you go to Bart's school? Oh, gosh, he has way more... What spell slot did he use? I'm not telling you. How many <laughs> dice did you hear? I can tell you. <laughs> you should have been listening. How many numbers do you have? <laughs> I'm not telling you. <laughs> Okay, you take 14 damage. Okay, is that oh. halved? That is halved. Okay. Cloth Dez appears. Okay. At the end of At his the, turn. It the is end the end of his, of his turn. turn. Yes. Which is promoting an opportunity attack for me because of my uh, polar mastery. So, because this is a reaction. This is a reaction. Anytime someone comes into range, oh. okay, within that. 10 feet of my glaive. Uh-huh then I can do an attack. I just think that was brilliant planning. Oh, that's the, yeah, that's the <laughs> way I do it. <laughs> yeah, so, um, so for my polearm mastery, um, I've got two different things that it does. Uh, I get a bonus attack. So when I'm doing my regular attack on the, with the polearm mastery, I can hit them with the glaive and then I can smack them with the backside. As your bonus action. As the bonus action. And then the other thing is the opportunity attack, which is what I'm using right now for that, which is the reaction. Uh, while you are wielding a glaive um, or other, you know, long weapon, uh, other creatures provoke an opportunity attack for you when they are enter your reach. And since Cloth Dez was in another dimension, He's now coming back into this dimension, promoting that opportunity attack. Carry on. <laughs> it's a natural 20. Okay, it hits. Oh, yes. Okay. So it's going to be 18 damage. Okay. That's a good hit. Okay. So he appears really dazed and confused, right? What just happened that has his, something hit his kneecap? <laughs> right in the knee. And kind of surveying, quick surveillance of things going on. He goes to attack, but we're going to leave it there for now. Thank you guys for listening to Tomes of the Chaos Bard. Here we go into a big battle. I, this one's going to take a long time. Hope you guys are enjoying it. A big shout out to DA Nichols for writing our songs and music. Another shout out to, oh, check out our TTRPG at drivethroughrpg.com, Shields of Power. Another shout out to Realmwalker, freesound.org, Monument Studios, and Tabletop Audio for any extra sound and music that you hear on this little lovely podcast of ours. I am DM Dave, and to the right I have... Fenrir. Roscoe. Alan Grotha. Boudreau. And Henley. And until next time, we unroll the scroll to tell the tale. Bye. Yeah, it's the top view. <laughs> I was like, is that like an ugly croissant? Like, <laughs> I can't tell from over here. That's no, the he's best just a description. Fat <laughs> it's that's a that's okay. a recall. <laughs> We're ready. Okay. Yeah. He would probably like. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> walk away like five feet. Yeah, more like a stumble backwards. Marlo so, would probably stumble yeah, backwards. For the listeners, Marlo got scared of Boudreaux. <laughs> stumbled back stumbled five back feet. feet. He needed um, air to breathe. To be, fair, to be fair, even though this has been 33 minutes of us recording this, it's only been like 12 seconds in the game. So <laughs> just remember that. Um, Makes you feel bad about it, doesn't it? Does Shatter sound like anything? What does it sound like, Fenrir? Um, I I just picture it as like glass breaking. Yeah, just yeah. Exactly. I think when you use Shatter against the spiders is part of what I made it sound like. Mm. That can be cut out. <laughs> it's whatever Fenrir wants it to sound like. Or the same as what it was last time? (laughs) (laughs) Probably the worst you can get without dying. (laughs) (laughs) Got it, got it. (laughs) Sure. They're flying high, wanting to touch the sky. Reading Rainbow. Dude, I love that show. can go anywhere. I also loved um, T-Bone. Oh, yeah. Wishbone. 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 I knew what she meant, though. Like Thank the dog. you. Yeah, the dog the that dog. told the stories. Okay, we ready? <laughs>